live from Aunt Becky's Love Dungeon. It's shenanigans. This week we have Vinny. Hey. Rich. What are you on about? I'm Craig. Well, I watched a episode, an episode of Full House. Not Fuller House, Full House. Just ran, I picked one randomly, and it had a lot of Aunt Becky in it. So I'm just saying. I'd like to be in Aunt Becky's Love Dungeon. <laughs> she will be a captive audience now. She's out. Is she? But I bet you she learned some new things to do with that tongue while she was in prison. <laughs> I don't think she was in there long enough to really learn much. Yeah, she got like a slap on the wrist. Maybe a slap on the cheek. A little bit of a spanking? Yeah, a little bit. A little spanking with a wet noodle? If one of them has noodles in there, then it was a guard. Just saying. I'm not judging. Got to get money in the commissary somehow, right? Yep. Hazy little thing IPA? Yeah, I haven't had one of these in quite some time, so... I don't know. Nobody likes IPAs. They just tolerate them. I love them. So then that would still, because I don't like them, I love them. I don't know. It, I, you can't drink an IPA until you've had like 15 other beers so that your taste buds are already dead. I think that's just an indication of all the other things that are wrong in your life that it's affected your taste in beer. No. I still like a stout and a porter, you know, a lager, a Hefeweizen, a Crystal Weizen. I thought only pretentious hippie assholes drink IPAs. <laughs> like, maybe only IPAs, but I drink a variety of other other things, too. It is too. Sierra Nevada, so there is there is a check in the positive column. Well, the Sierra Nevada makes a lot of They make good great beers. beer. They do. Like, their Pale Ale is good. God, what else do they got? They have beer. They do. A lot of it. And <laughs> most of it's really good. So, uh, is are they the ones that do eight days a week? I don't remember. The Beatles do. That was the Beatles, yeah. Well, no, no, there's a beer called Eight Days a Week. Hmm. It might be Sierra Nevada. I may have that wrong, though. I don't want to... Anyway, yeah, so I was I was like, you it's know Southern what? Tier. Southern Tier. Southern Tier, that's right. So I was like, well, I need a new set of headphones. I'm not running to Wally World, so I'll just run over to the Eight of the Right and pick up you know, some headphones there, because I know they sell them. And I just stopped by the cooler and happened to see these in there, and I was beer. like... Well, I was like, let, let me see what they have. Because used to, you could go in there and you could get like the two, you know, 19.2 ounce cans, whatever. And I haven't shopped uh, for beer in a long time, like at least there. And so normally I would get like the the Southern Tier IPA or like some hay burners or something. But they had Sierra Nevada Hazy Little Thing. And I was like, okay, I'll do that again. So they have a Torpedo Extra IPA. Yeah, yeah it was that. at 8 Point two percent or something like that. I don't know. Like most of your your extras seem to be around like eight point two or something. Sierra Nevada's porter, along with its heavier stout, have been described by beermeister Michael Jackson, no relations to the dead pop singer, <laughs> as gently coffee-ish and beautifully. That wasn't roasty. bad. I think you have your celebrity impression now. Thank you. <laughs> he already had a celebrity impression. He had the. George W. laugh. <laughs> That's it? Yeah. Uh, you can do better than that. Because you get us, you know, the reason the French have problems with their economy is they have no word for entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. We got to make sure we recordificate. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, there's a lot of good, like, I'm looking forward to all the seasonals that are getting ready to come out. If you like something pumpkin, I'm going to slap I, you with one of those full cans. Look, the only thing... <laughs> don't, don't judge the pumpkin beers. They're oh, fine. Like, the pumpkin is already out. And so um, my best friend likes to make this 
pumpkin concoction thing with those beers, and he enjoys them immensely. I'm not big on pumpkin. Personally, I think they're for catching white women who wear yoga pants <laughs> and Uggs. So... Ain't nothing wrong but with that. That, that. I didn't say there was anything that, wrong. That makes me want to be pumpkin beer adjacent. I buy them to bait my traps. <laughs> That's it. So and Ellen uses chloroform. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and but he's got the van, so he does. But uh no, I mean like for Christmas, Southern Tier has the two Xmas. It to me it's like drinking a Christmas tree. If I could imagine what a Christmas tree would taste like with all the pine notes and everything. It Sappy, just, sticky. It's got cinnamon, cardamom, pine notes. It's, it's like an 8 or an 8.2 percenter. Like, Sounds like it would be real high in fiber, too. Right. <laughs> well, possibly. Maybe wood pulp. You'll keep yourself regular with yeah. our beer. I think you should have pine cone. I just think it's probably. Ouch. I just think it's a good beer. I like to drink it at Christmas. Um, it's the only time of year I drink it. Like, I'll buy a six-pack prior, and then uh, when I go to, when we go to our, our friend's house to celebrate Christmas Day, then I'll take it with me, and I will, uh, I'll have a few there. But other than that, it's the only time of year I drink them. Do you like, Rich? The Sam Adams Scotch Ale. I don't remember trying it. Mm, I'll have to bring some. But yes. For you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rohrbach Scotch Ale is your favorite, right? That's right. That's what I thought. See? Behind uh, Irish Breakfast Lager. Who makes that one? Uh, one of the local places. Okay. Uh, I forget that. which one. Resurrection? Mm, no, maybe. that's not what it's called. Uh, re what? What's the name of the brewery? God damn it. No idea. I'll tell you this. We were down on Cayuga Lake this past weekend. And Cayuga. There are a ton of wineries, obviously, but now there are probably 40 to 50 breweries and 20 distilleries. Like, you would need a weekend wagon train to make that tour. Dude, that sounds like a thunder run to me. <laughs> they had, so we're at this winery, and Wendy's doing a taste test. I don't drink wine. I just sit there and look pretty, which I'm really good at. <laughs> <laughs> and it's overlooking the lake. These people who were doing a taste test said, oh, we have to hurry. The bus is here. So I'm looking around for a bus. They meant a water bus. And they're going from winery to winery on the water. How fucking cool is that? that? Like a, they're on like a party boat then. Yeah. Like a, like pontoon. Is it, I was going to say motor big ass. boating. Oh, yeah. Do some motorboating on a pontoon. Yeah. You know, the, do you know the greatest spot on a pontoon? Is below deck between both pontoons. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's the best spot on the pontoon. Make it a little floaty for your beer. It's wonderful. Resurgence. Okay. Oh, yeah, Resurgence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They have an IPA that's really good, too. We need to find somebody. That, it's impossible. No, to drive cool. us to do the Rochester Distillery Tour. Okay. Do we get to sample? Well, we get to, well, we get to totally get to sample. We just need somebody to drive us because that's a hell of a drive. Don't look at me. Well, I volunteer, not, not me. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not it. Right. <laughs> right. There we go. We need somebody who has a, like, this a prison rules part, if, party van. If if only we knew someone who'd given up drinking at the beginning of the year and no, not, made them not, stick to it. Not at the beginning of the year. It was the beginning of June. Okay. Well, that settles that. And it fell apart. Oh, it fell apart already? Twice. <laughs> <laughs> this is the longest that a bottle of bourbon has lasted in my house. Ever. The wagon's right over there, Craig. Mm-hmm. Oh, the <laughs> one he fell off of? Yeah. You know, uh, back to beer. Like, I... Back to beer. The the smoke porter from um, Amagang, I have not been able to find that. Let's go to Cooperstown. Sure. 
It's only I, I'm going to be down there two, three more times for the first of the year. Okay. Because Cooperstown is 20 minutes from where Patience's dorm is at. Oh well, they'll have it there, right? Well, yeah. I thought it was a seasonal though. Like, it, it, or it, it can be a seasonal, but I bet you that you'll find it in more abundance nearer the, the brewery. Yeah, because I I want to say that's like a what was that a spring or a fall? I don't know. I'm more out. of an autumn. It's autumnal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I would love to have one of those again. Like that that was just oh that was so good. And then it was like what ten bucks for a bottle of that or I it's confirm like, that I am over twenty one. Okay, they have a Belgian essence. Are these the limited? Yeah, these are the limited releases. Belgian style triple ale, triple fruited triple, whatever that means. A 25th anniversary ale, Imperial Amber Ale with orange peel, grains of paradise, and coriander. That sounds good. Yep. Oak-aged triple, caramel cider. Now, I'm not a big cider person, but caramel cider sounds pretty good. Cider, it has to be the right one because exactly. ciders are... I don't like it as much. They're cider. so sweet. Maple barrel ale. It's an imperial brown. I can do that. I, I'd be over. I'd be that with that. Uh, everything nice is a strong blonde ale with seasonal spices. Yeah, that's the Christmas one. Rye barrel vanilla stout, which is divine. Okay, I, I like a rye. Three philosophers double chocolate, which you like. It's coffee like. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, philosophy and velocity and ale smith collaboration. So those are the the ones that they have. Let's look at the year-round tastings. What was the one you were looking for? It's that smoked porter you that had smoked, that one time. Yeah. Maybe they do it more or, often now. I Let's don't know. Let's see. Three Philosophers Nitro. I don't want anything with nitrogen. You're, it's a killer hangover. It'll fuck you up. What? Yes. It's not It's not worse. It's worse. No, it's not. I definitely have had worse experiences with the nitro-infused beers. Then you drank more than you usually would, which means you enjoyed it, so that's why... You fucking drank more. Manhattan it had the hangover. Shine. Yeah. yeah. Manhattan Shine, which is a bourbon barrel aged amber ale. Abbey Ale, which is a double with licorice root, orange peel, and spices. That's actually pretty good. I've had that a couple times. Licorice root? Yeah, you, it's not what you think, though. Three Philosophers, which is... Sounds like licorice root. Three Philosophers, <laughs> which is my favorite Amagang beer. It's a blend of quadruple ale and Belgian Creek. It's a good beer. And it's high in content. Okay. I was going to say fiber. Yeah, I was going to say thing. <laughs> Rare Voss. That's what I was wondering. <laughs> That's another good one. Rosetta, which is a sour ale based on cherries. I don't like sours. Hennepin is a Belgian style farmhouse saison. Saisons are okay. It's got to be the right one, though, for me. Yeah, I don't really care. They for have it. a wheat ale with orange and coriander. I like orange and coriander combination. They have a Pilsner, a Belgian style lager, unfiltered Belgian style, idle days. Solera Tart Golden Ale. You would probably like that. And then they have Nirvana India Pale Ale. I would try the India Pale Ale. The Solara. The only thing Solara I liked was a Glenfiddich 15 year 15 year old Scotch. It's a red Solara vet, and that was that was pretty good. So they have a Minecraft one double cold IPA. That he did for in conjunction with something else. Uh, watermelon Kolsch, which I don't like watermelon in my beer. <coughs> Here you go. Keep it crunchy granola stout. Mm-mm. I bet you you'd like that, too. Why granola? Maybe know. if the granola is like oats and honey or something. I could see that. Here we go. Imperial chocolate peanut butter stout. You don't like chocolate and peanut butter together, though, right? I don't. 
That's I, I do. And I don't like peanut butter and beer. But I bet there's going to be a lot of sugar in that. It's going to be super heavy. In I'll, I'll drink like four of those, and I'll be hungover for four days. Hop State, New York. Dry hopped IPA brewed with only New York State grown hops. Don't care. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Vinny might like it. Well, probably not. No? Sounds like. Never mind. How about Neon Pools, which is a hazy IPA? I like Neon Rainbows. She's like a rainbow. Holy shit, Ellen's here. With Ellen, a Y. Ellen with a Y. Hey, Well, Neon Rainbows is the IPA that I like by Amagang. And it's they usually sell it in a four-pack of pints, and it's like 15 or 16 bucks. Well, Absolutely have, fucking worth it. It's like 24 it. ounces. They have Neon Rainbows, Neon Neon Rainbows, Neon Giant Rainbows. I, I do Neon Rainbows. And Neon Pools. Yeah, Neon Rainbows is, is good. And then there's another brewery down there, too, Cooperstown Brewery. So there's two breweries in town. Mm-hmm. So we have to go down there and figure that out. That would be a good trip. We'll drop Walden off at the Hall of Fame so he can, you know. Sports. Yes. <laughs> go see all the times that his Dirty Penguins have won the World <laughs> Series. They have, haven't they? Yeah. That sounds like an overnight trip. Like, that's one of those where everybody kind of splits two rooms. Somebody drives down, but we drive down early in the morning. We, we get an early check-in, and then you go and do the stuff. You do an early check-in if you can. Everybody goes down. You split two hotel rooms. Or then, take a van. And then you go. I don't camp, man. <laughs> no, 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 we're not doing that. But, I mean, you, you make it like an overnight trip, so you, you leave early. Or you Airbnb it, yeah. yeah. And everybody chips in for it. We just go down. We do a show. Right. Hey, boy, fire chevet. <laughs> <laughs> you have to start the show and the drinking at the same time. So <laughs> there's going to be a really <laughs> shitty show about four hours in. Could you imagine that, though? Airbnb in it and going, going down, doing a trip, just buying a bunch of the local stuff. Right. From the brewery and just. You got the stuff? Got it. The stuff. And then just drinking it and doing a show. That would be awesome. You know what we could do is what we we get down there, and Captain Cuddlepants is twenty minutes the other direction from Cooperstown. He's got a full size extended Ford Expedition. The hell do I need that for? So we, we can, can do our all show ride in together in it while we're down there from brewery to brewery. Oh, you just want to have Cuddlepants drive us around? Uh huh. <laughs> yep. Make him do it. Give him. Throw him some. some throw him money. a little scratch. Yeah. Probably dinner. Yeah. Yeah. You got to feed him. Take care of him. Yep. That could work. That sounds like a dude trip. It does. Can we do website of the week early? Yeah. Sure. Okay. What the fuck did you find? This week's website of the week is going to be untapped.com. I love untapped. We've used it for website of the week before because I have the app on my phone. (laughs) Did you see his face? It was the face of sadness. It was early. We were still at my house. It was before Alan. God damn it. (laughs) Did you see it? Yes. No, no, we haven't. No, we haven't. It's still in my list of not used. You're really? under the real, un- the real untapped.com. I've, I've right. talked about it probably. You've definitely right. talked about this it. This week, it's the website of the week. It's spelled U-N-T-A-P-P-D.com. And there's 75 different spelling variations of untapped. There's a job search company and a bunch of other things. So if you don't spell it that way, you're getting the wrong thing. That's U-N-T-A-P-P, because it's beer, D. Dot com. Drink socially, discover and share your favorite beer. That's the one. 999 999 So since we're rattling off beers, I will give you my top 10. 
okay. right now of all the best beers I've put in this thing so far, which is pretty close to paramount to the best beers I've ever had. Roebuck Scotch Ale, as we already discussed. That's number one. Irish Breakfast Ale are tied for number one on here anyway. And that's Resurgence and Rohrbach. Hofbrau Maybach is a, is a close third. And I've only had it a couple of times at Hofbrau House here in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Yummy. <laughs> Dawnbreaker from, f- it's the digit seven, the word five. Seven five Brewing Company. Did you say Dawnbreaker? Dawnbreaker. That's the name of one of my swords in Skyrim. Congratulations. It's pretty epic. <laughs> See, beer and video games. <sighs> That's a lager. Beer and gratuitous violence. There you go. <laughs> and then the next two are from Twisted Rail Brewing Company, which is in Geneva, New York. Okay. And their restaurant slash brewery facility is in a converted old theater. Noise. Amazing. If you get the opportunity to go there, I highly recommend it. You can look down from the dining room into where the under the stage would have been, and it's all brewing stuff. That's like the... Church Brewworks in Pittsburgh it was an old Catholic church, and on the altar, they have these huge vats. They still have the stained glass, and they put lights behind them, so there always looks like there's sun shining through the, uh, the stained glass onto the vats. So the vats are always in this holy light, <laughs> and they have a great restaurant there, too. Doesn't that, doesn't that offend your taste buds? No. Okay. It says on the eighth-day man-created beer. <laughs> That's their slogan. It's pretty I think sweet. it took a little longer than that. Uh, it takes doesn't it take two months just for the fermentation. It's the, it's the only recipe in the Bible. Beer. There's plenty of recipes for trouble. Yes. And God said it was good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So they have a winter warmer and a uh, an oatmeal stout called Quaker Express, both of which I highly recommend. How much oatmeal-y does it taste? I don't remember off the top of my head. I'm not an oatmeal but, fan. Uh, that's why I'm the other th- The other thing that's significant about Twisted Rail Brewing Company, besides being in a converted theater, is they have the best chicken wing that I have ever had. They were crunchy on the outside. They were moist and tender on the inside. The sauce they used was amazing. Awesome. My favorite wings of all time were at the PVT. Unfortunately, it's out of business, but, man, those were good down there. Yeah, I have an uncle that lives about a half a block from there, and it was my my uncle who's passed. That was his favorite drinking place because he could walk home. Right. (laughs) Don't you mean stumble? Yes. And then I said 10, right? Yes. All right. And then Magner's Original Irish Cider. If you had a lot to drink last night, this is what you want for breakfast. Hair of the dog. Oh. Irish Cider for breakfast (laughs) will cure what ails you. And then Labatt actually makes a bourbon barrel ale. It's part of their Prohibition series. So I take that to mean they're using an old recipe from the Prohibition era. And then eh, I'm going to skip this one. The 12 Gates Brewing Company Coffee Porter is excellent. Yeah, 12 Gates makes a, a really good West Coast IPA, too. Yeah, that's too bad. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, Mac and Whitney Brewing makes a Baby Cakes Oatmeal Stout. What's up, Baby Cakes? Now, see, I don't remember this one specifically. It might have been one that I just kind of grabbed off a shelf one day. And then, of course, Stella Artois Cider is lovely when you're... Really? Yeah. If you're, if you're not in the mood for a beer, but you still want to get kind of shit-faced, well, this is the way to go. <laughs> I like regular Stella. It's oh, not yeah. a bad beer Stella, at all. It's, it's a good beer. Stella's my all-day beer. Really? Like, if I'm going to be drinking all day today, I, I'm going for a Stella first. Stella Artois? Yeah. yeah. That, that's the closest to hydration I want my beer to be. For me, it's like a Founders all-day IPA. You can drink that shit all 
fucking day. You'd be right, except it's an IPA. <laughs> so, <laughs> like I, I said, I wouldn't finish the first one, and it would ruin the rest of my day. Same. I just, I love IPAs. I, I absolutely love them. And then the most fun name, Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company. They make a chocolate porter and an oatmeal stout. I guess that's oh, I got a chocolate. There's porter an oatmeal, an oatmeal stout that comes out of England, and you can find it at consumers, and they don't have it in the cooler anymore, but you can find it um, on the shelf, top shelf of one of the aisles. Where Mama hides the cookies. Basically. Oh, he but it's really, really fucking good. Yeah? It's kind of like the banana bread beer. Have you ever had that before? No, I've heard of that. That sounds good. It's, it's actually pretty, pretty damn tasty. I love banana bread. It definitely so. sounds intriguing. It's, it's pretty tasty. It's like drinking a loaf of banana bread. Like, I don't know if it's as heavy, but it's, it's pretty damn delicious. So, but I do love a good oatmeal stout, especially when it tastes like an oatmeal cookie. Oh, God, so good. Now, just so this doesn't go unsaid, uh, down in Wilson is the Woodcock Brothers Brewery. And yep. They make Christmas time uh, a, a winter warmer called Stiff Mitten. And Woodcocks haven't made a beer that I haven't liked yet. Is it a beer or a cider? It's, it's a winter warmer beer. Okay. It's not a cider. Because I've been to the brewery. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It was okay. The, the atmosphere is great. The food, I don't care for the menu too much. Like, I, they, they have the pizza oven. Yeah. The, the wood-fired. And that's great, but I'm not really interested in that. It's, uh, you know, if I'm, if I'm going out to dinner, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a dinner. I'm going to sit down with everybody and, and have a meal. And we're going to talk over and, and stuff. That that takes a couple hours. Like I don't want right. to. I don't want to be there for forty five fucking minutes. Like and, and I want to be there long enough to have two beers. And if I'm going to be there, and I'm going to be part of the experience, pizza's not going to be involved. No, pizza no. is fuck. We're hungry and we don't have time to cook. <laughs> yeah, basically. Like I want. I want good brew and I want good food. Right. So, like my place to go, my go to if I have to just we have to go somewhere, like, is New York Beer Project. I, I love that place. The beer is always good. It's always ice cold. And they, they rotate their seasonals pretty well. Yeah. I, I don't really... I, nothing there impressed me. I agree. I, the atmosphere is You know terrible. what's impressive there? The kind of volume they do. It yeah. is. The I, money that they, they've got coming through yeah, that place. Amazing. It's, it's tripled what they thought it was going to do. More than tripled what they thought the I can't the sit in there because it's too loud. I'm, the, I, I the love acoustics. That drive Love me it. out of my mind and I haven't found a beer there that I liked yet. So they They're have all thin. No, they have they have a lot of good ones. Now it, it for me what I think the atmosphere is supposed to remind you of is like a train station in like yeah. Grand Central. Yeah. Right? By the decor and the big open area. So it's gonna be echoey. It's gonna be a little loud. It's yeah, okay I can't though. Do it. I need but hearing aids if I go there. So for me it's off. it's one of those background echoes like it's not one of those echoes that's in my face and i can't hear people talking at my table i can't that's the problem i Craig, hear you it. don't listen anyway shut up i what? hear it in the background <laughs> exactly so i hear the noise in the background and then they have all the tv so i can have conversation i can watch a little sports i can have a variety of ipas or stouts um even they now they're they're mexican lager they're cerveza it they brew it with lime like, the lime's already in it. You're just losing points left and right with me. <laughs> I don't even care. But it's, it's really good. I don't understand what a cerveza is. It's Mexican beer. That's it, all I know. That's it. It's Mexican beer. What, what makes it different from American beer besides rice? And made in Mexico. It's made in Mexico. 
for our Spanish-speaking population. And it's rude specifically I want, to I want to make a funny political statement here. So Bud Light is no longer America's number one selling beer. No, it's not. Modelo is. Modelo, Modelo. Which, is which is also by Anheuser-Busch. Made by Anheuser-Busch. <laughs> <laughs> we'll show them. Way to go, rednecks! <laughs> so, breaking news, I just text Captain Cuddlepants and Patience, and he goes, that sounds like an awesome idea. I'd be glad to do it. So he would be our driver. When is this happening? Whenever we can set something, we want to set okay, something up. Okay, so I just need to know a weekend so right. I can let work know I won't be in town. Don't fuck with me. And we have to work around arm candy over here whenever he has availability because he's got he's out of town so he's got to be pretty for his wife no i've never been pretty for him. that hasn't happened she calls you arm candy all the time that's i made that up <laughs> <laughs> she's buying into my bet which by the way when this drops i won't be here i'll be in las vegas that's right are you gonna go see the copa copa cabana i am not you didn't, I'm surprised you didn't go with your lovely wife and mother-in-law and well, First daughter. of all, I wasn't invited. <gasps> but <laughs> second of all, it's because I would have said no anyway. Who opened for him? I don't know. All the old ladies. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, she had a thing up there that said Roger Waters. The Garden. Garden, yeah. I was like, what? They named the whole arena after the, the shittiest guy in Pink Floyd? I have no idea whether or not that, any of that is true. <laughs> so, how was your weekend, Ellen, with a Y? It was a busy weekend. It's been a busy, honestly, like it's shocking that summer's over already because I've been going nonstop, nonstop, and I started. Uh, Isn't it lovely? Yeah, but I started my new position today. What did so the old position say? Oh, did you get it? Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you very much. What did the old position say? They were just like, oh, you know what? They all understood. They're like, oh, my God, we're sick to lose you. I mean, we hate that you're going, but we're oh, so glad for the kids. But we're not going to throw money at you either. Yeah, but that was it. And I did ask, you know, I respectfully requested an immediate uh, release because I thought it would be less disruptive to the group I was with and, of course, be less disruptive to the group I'm going to be with, you know, instead of starting off. And uh, But I was nervous because they wanted so much information just as proof that, you know, you owned a restaurant and they wanted all these extra things. What did you? How do we know you did this? How do you know this? They wanted tax returns and all this. So I called up the principal. and uh, Did you bring the delivery light from the top of the car? Yeah. That's what I should have brought in, you know. <laughs> but they said they wanted something to show four years, so I was going through some of my paperwork, and there was an, uh, a picture of me in the paper that was late, like, front cover. Diner marks four-year anniversary. Ta-da! And it's a picture of me holding, like, food and a, and a w- <laughs> bottle of wine. So I brought that in. I as brought as in. the picture was taken, I turned around, yeah. and I walked in, and I closed the shop. I didn't want to bring any. They wanted me to bring, like, tax returns, and I didn't bring any of those. I'm like, no, I don't have them. Anyway, I threw them out, like, last year, finally after holding on to stuff for 13 years. How but I had all my health department. For? 10 years. Okay. So, but I brought, but I had paperwork from the state of New York, North, or the county of Niagara for uh, health permits and all, and all that stuff. And I had my DBA paperwork and all that stuff. You could stuff. request a duplicate so, of your tax ID. I know, stuff. but I don't want to give the, I don't want, I don't want, I don't necessarily think people need to have tax returns. I cross, I blacked everything out Not on returns, one schedule Just C. the statement that you had the, the, the tax ID number. Oh, well, they've got that, but they wanted a Schedule C, so they wanted everything that was on there. And I, they had one that I was able to find. I blacked everything out and gave them that because it had the date and the name on there. But other than that, I gave them just all the other stuff, and I think it'll go off. I think it'll be fine. But I was in there today. was the first orientation, and then 
and I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I was in there, and everything's good. I'm like, hey, how are you? And people are like, oh, my God, great to see you. And then one woman comes up to me, she's like, she's like oh, so you're you're the child whisperer, huh? <laughs> and, uh, so, <laughs> so you've already got a reputation. Yeah, so I already got a reputation. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I went ahead and so I joke. But then, No honestly, pressure, but fix everything. <laughs> yes. But, and you know me, normally I'm pretty... Nothing phases me. I'm okay with everything. But at towards the end, I went after everybody left the orientation. I went into the one room, which is going to be my classroom. When I got there, like in the beginning, they showed it to me. So the, the maintenance staff was in there, and they're like, "Okay, well, they're stripping the floors. They're doing all this stuff." And they're like, "Well, how do you? Well, we're glad you're here. How do you want your room set up?" And I'm like, "I just the regular way. <laughs> just the regular. I don't way. know. I don't know." You know, so are you so doing? I was nervous. I'm nervous. Like I didn't. I was very like my heart was racing when I left this time. Like I'm thinking, oh my god, what am I getting myself into? Like this seems like maybe it's over my head. And then I talked to a couple of my confidants to go through, and they're like, Alec, you better relax. Like you got this. Like I don't think you're giving yourself this unnecessary stress. Syllabus, P D B and J. Yes. <laughs> you know, I. So you're doing the same job basically, right? Or is it something? A no. Little now I'm actually an instructor. I'm a teacher. Okay. So. Like, I kind of, when I fell into, I say fell into the director position that I'm in, I was like, oh, shit, did I get in over my head? Because I've got six-year degree, I'm making six-year degree money, and it was like, what the fuck is going on? And then I, I, I get into the position, and I'm like, they just threw me in, and now I'm at the bottom of this fucking hole, and all this shit is coming in, and I'm like, um, what? How the fuck am I supposed to do this? And so you just do. You figure it out. Yeah. You just fucking do. And then as you go through for the first couple of months, I know for me anyway, it's been, I took all that shit and made a foundation. And now I know exactly what I'm supposed to do, when I'm supposed to do it. You know, scenarios pop up and everything is different because I'm, I'm in healthcare. Yeah. And so now all kinds of shit is different. You know, these scenarios. And it's like, well, what do you do? And it's like, Okay, well, that kind of falls into this, so we're going to go and do that. I, I, I feel like what you're describing is a little bit imposter syndrome, where you, you, you have the skills. Fake it, it till doesn't... you make it. Yeah, that's the key is fake it till you make it. And, and, that, and it really kind of is, and I hate to say it that way, but because I, the Army did me a, a lot of good. It gave me leadership and managerial skills. It enhanced what I already had. And so when I took over this department, they needed a leader and a manager. And so now I've got everybody on board with what I'm trying to do with the department, the direction I'm trying to take it. And I'm managing basically fucking chaos. I mean, for lack of a better phrase, because it's never going to be fucking perfect. Like, I, I get off of work and I'm, I'm mentally, sometimes even emotionally drained, depending on what I've, I've done that day. But at the end of the day, I'm like, it was a good day. Yeah. You know, and that's what I love about this career that I'm in. I'm like, no matter how shitty a day it could be, literally, when I say that, literally, at the end of the day, I'm like, my people were taken care of. My staff friggin' shined. They did what they were supposed to. We're all coming back tomorrow, and everybody's happy at the end of the day. I think that's the arena. It was I'm a good be day. Too, then I feel like I'm going to be like that too. But it's just that initial, that initial shock of going through. But the one thing I looked at, like I, when I went in there, it, it's going to be a little more challenging working at two locations because I like to tear things apart. Like you talk about the school setting and the school room that I'm going to be in. I would like to go through and have all this time to, like, if if you got lunches and time in between, I could spend an hour, two hours a day getting things organized. But I'm going to using me using that time for travel. So 
I'm hoping they have availability for me to go on the weekends when I want to get things set up, put whatever inspirational type of posters and kind of organize things the way that I want. With but, the cat hanging off the tree. Yeah. <laughs> but one there. person, uh, but they had a, a little corkboard under that had a little suggestions on maybe what the kids wanted to make. And uh, and then they were like, I mean, the cupcakes. One had like a, a chocolate chip with a uh, Reese's peanut butter cup in it, which sounded good. But then I looked and this one person had a flaming hot Cheeto breaded chicken. And I'm like, well, that's getting made. How good does that sound? You know, I'm, I think the Tuesday, first day of school, I'm bringing in chicken and all the stuff I need to do breadcrumbs with the flaming hot Cheetos because that I never even heard of that, and that just made my mouth water. Oh sure, you know, uh, like we're having that on Tuesday, and then nobody's coming in on Wednesday because everybody's asses on fire. Yeah, that sounded good. <laughs> you know, like I have some particularly hard days, so it's been a really rough couple of weeks at at work whether it's people calling out or dealing with resident issues or dealing with their families or or whatever you know so it it has been difficult but then you know we have a day like today where we get a piano player who comes in i don't remember his name but he plays elvis elvis presley medleys was it kevin kevin uh clark i don't think so he's playing these elvis presley medleys and i get most of my residents down there that want to participate and I look, and they're literally, they have their eyes shut. They've got smiles on their face. They're leaning back. They're kicked back. Oh, I thought you, you meant know, they were asleep. No. They're, like, <laughs> listening to the music, and they're absorbing it, and they're enjoying it. And I'm like, that makes me happy. Out of all the random crazy shit, old people listening to piano, watching that, made me happy. I like it. And it's just, it's those little things. Yeah. We had some singers that came in. Uh, it was a piano player and some singers that just came in. And we had probably 35 of our residents that were down there. And they were all clapping, and some of them were singing along, and some of them were even even dancing a little bit. And I was just like, it just made me happy. It's, I, I feel mean, like dancing. <laughs> Gotta dance night away. But, I mean, it's it's those little things. That's why you do, that's why I do what I do, because they get... A good quality of life and I get to help affect that you know what I'm saying I get mm-hmm. to help make their quality of life better and that makes me happy yeah good on you because I couldn't do what you do with the people that you do it with I just I, I absolutely love it <laughs> I mean I guess I'm an altruist like I don't need to do what I do I don't need to do it at all I just go back to being retired yeah it's a lot of paperwork and sometimes it can be I honestly, I really don't find anything crazy stressful. I don't know. Maybe it's wisdom in my older years, or maybe it's because I've done more intense things. I, I honestly, I don't know. You're surrounded by people that are maintaining a very slow pace. Slow. It's probably relaxing. No, <laughs> no, like they what? are fast in I, in motorized wheelchairs. Or? No. <laughs> we have one lady. I swear, she will get. She gets behind her walker. And she'll go, and she'll stop in the middle of the hall. She won't say shit to you. And then she hits, like, the turbo button and just takes off. And you're like, what the hell? And then she'll stop, and she'll pause for two seconds. And then she'll look around, and she'll give everybody the wave. And then she's off again. And if, God forbid, you get in her way, she will run your ass over. <laughs> like, okay, she's that's so one. fast. <laughs> they're all fast. Like, you think there's... And, and that's the problem, is our perception of people that age is they're slow. And so what do we do? We turn our backs and we're like, oh, it's going to take them five minutes to get down the hall. And you turn around five seconds later and they've disappeared on you. 
like they're more mobile than you think. Okay. I mean, they they really are. Are you saying you can't outpace them? Oh no, I could. Okay, then they're going slow. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe maybe not as slow as it, some people might think, but I, they're moving slow. Well, I mean, they're moving slower than we would. They're they're sitting and listening to a piano player, and that's all they're doing. No one's on their phone. They're always doing a crossword puzzle while they're listening to the music. They're just listening to the music. That's how their generation was raised. Yeah, they divert their full attention because it's respectful. Anything less would be disrespectful. Maybe. I've uh, never listened to this podcast where I wasn't also doing something else, so. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, well, we're a multitasking generation. Right. Like, we multitask and do multiple things. But So I, you should be able to work twice as fast as they're capable. Oh, my God. I do, <laughs> I do so much stuff in a day. It's, in, it's insane. I never figured I would go into the field that I went into. Because there for a while, I was like, oh, my God, I love working with the preschoolers. And, you know, I was professing my love for that. But then doing that and then teaching karate to young kids and all that stuff really burnt me out fast. Because it was like I would work with kids for eight hours and then I'd leave. And then I would go and teach karate to kids for, you know, three to four hours. It was just 24-7 kids, 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 kids. At least here, I'm like, it's the seniors and then I'm teaching karate to kids and then adults as well like and so i get all the age ranges and so i'm not really burning out per se but i love it if you love what you do you never work a day in your life that's right so they say did you guys talk about that whole uh soccer thing the spanish soccer the kiss gate thing kiss gate yeah like i saw the video i mean i guess what did you plant one on our lips yeah like, I, I wouldn't do that. I, would, I saw the picture. I thought it was just like a beautiful celebration kiss. I didn't know it was like, I didn't know. I'd like the whole back. Didn't he smack her on the butt, too, as she walked off? I don't know. But One of them grabbed No, we would have heard about boob. that. I didn't like that he cup said, though, yeah. after, after wow. reading it and stuff like that, he said it was consensual, and she kind of looked had- at me and went natural. And, and I'm like, I don't know. Like, just say, you know what? I did. I was excited. I caught up in the moment, and this was wrong, and I'm sorry, and please. But he's he's sticking his feet deeper and deeper into the sand, saying I did nothing wrong. And oh, now he's it's digging just, his heels in yeah, at so that point. Doesn't yeah, she know we're European? Yeah. Spanish um, soccer culture, it appears that he grabbed his assistant's breast during a celebration. How did he handle that? Like this. <laughs> the video I saw, he put both hands on her face to kiss her. Well, this is Jorge Vilda. Yeah, you're speaking. To, they're two different, uh, two different, be- two different Spanish okay. guys kissing the players. One was like the president of, like, I the, mean, the I soccer can, league. I can see giving hugs and like maybe jumping up and down while hugging them, but I'm not, I'm not kissing them, I'm not groping them, I'm not doing any of that. Like hugs and high fives. Not even hugs. If you hug, make sure you hug sideways. Well, you gotta do, I, I'm not doing the side hug. I'm sorry. We just won the championship. I'm giving you a real hug. Yeah. What about the teammate slap on the ass? Yeah, I'm not doing that either, especially if I'm coaching women or young ladies. Yeah. That's just it's not happening. I'm sorry. Of course not. Like, if I put my arms out for a hug and you acquiesce and put your arms out and come in for a hug, then at that point it's consensual. <laughs> acquiesce. You know, or you just agree by putting your arms up. You're going to be bending young minds soon. You better not shirk at the vocabulary. Word of the I hope they acquiesce. <laughs> acquiesced to, to the things I'm going to learn them. There you go. Acquiesce that lemon. Yeah. That's right. 
But I, I mean, you get what I'm saying, though, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I would put my arms up if you want the hug, then you do that. If not, you put your hand up for the high five. We do the high five and we roll out. End the story. Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. I know, right? Limp biscuit. But I, I didn't consider it to be an offensive thing necessarily until they interviewed her and she said, I didn't like it. Well, of course she didn't fucking like it because now she has the opportunity to stand on a fucking platform and rattle the sabers. I can see a coach having that kind of relationship with their team Mm -hmm. that that kind of thing might happen and everybody's okay with it. Everybody involved is okay with it, whatever the outside viewers are saying. When I say she has a chance to stand on a platform and rattle the sabers, I'm not saying that as in, oh, well... Was that in a Sabres game? No. I'm not saying that she's doing it just to make noise. She might truly be offended. Oh, yeah. Because being... Like, I took... In, in, in my platoon, when we went to Iraq, we had seven, seven young women in my platoon. Never once... Were they all from Winslow, Arizona? No. Never once did we, like, kiss them, grab their faces, and kiss them when we got back home. Well, no, they had guns. <laughs> No, no, no. We had already turned them in. So what I'm Come saying, on, though, man. What I'm saying though is we didn't do that. Like we were extremely happy that we made it back alive after we invaded Iraq. Sure, but we never did that. We didn't smack them on the butt. You were we also didn't do trained any of that. not to do that. And maybe the soccer coach wasn't trained not to do that. I, I mean, you can say trained, not trained, or you can just say, you know what? I just have enough respect not to do that. I'm not siding with him. I'm not siding with her. I'm sure he got caught up in the moment, and then she's like, well, I didn't really like that. Now she has a chance to stand on the platform and talk about that. And that's, of course, that's what people, I'm getting at. And I think other people will, I don't want to say fan the fire, you know, but, you know, I mean, to go through and say there's an injustice, but you're right. I think maybe it started out. I just don't like now how he's, again, sticking his feet in the sand saying, well, I'm not resigning, and I didn't do this, and I didn't do that. Now I, I buy that. you got to own it up. I buy that because... Uh, he doesn't necessarily feel that he did anything wrong because that never happened before. Yeah. She didn't say she didn't like it until no. that moment when that was the first time he tried it. But, I mean, it's his perspective against hers right. at this point. So and that's... He might not the, be willing to resign. That doesn't mean he won't accept being fired. And the unfortunate thing is that He's the women's national team that won this, they should be celebrating that, and now that's just all yeah. overshadowed by this this kiss gate, and it's just... It is. That's the that's the unfortunate part right there. They should be talking about what a great victory this was and how much it was. So I do hate that they hey, did that. Hey, you know what? I wouldn't have heard of it except for this. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. there's something to be said for there's no such thing as bad PR. <laughs> that's right. I didn't know I didn't know who Taylor Swift was until that uh, Kanye went up and started dissing her. I still don't know who she is. T-Swizzle. I could give a shit less who she is. So, yeah, it was, a, it was not a great idea. But I'm not involved in their personal relationship, so... It could have been a situation that we don't know that they were perfectly fine with it, but then they interviewed her, and she spoke against it. I don't remember exactly what she said, and it was in Spanish, so I have to take the translator's word for it. But she said, Gucci, Gucci. You know, <laughs> she did it. And, and I mean, at that point You're in time. You're as bad as the coach now. <laughs> if, if, she yeah, that said that, if she said that she found that offensive and didn't like that, then, you know, just being gentlemanly, just come up online, po- apologize. Like well, just apologize to I, her I don't and know say that he hasn't I, apologized. You know, 
But be, whether or not he's willing to apologize and whether or not he's willing to resign yeah. are, are separate. I wouldn't They're necessarily say resign, but I think it's a lesson learned and you could apologize and hopefully everybody could learn and grow from that and right. move forward. He would have to apologize, like you say, but I don't think he's even going to apologize. And that's why everybody's kind of stepping down, even from the men's leagues. They're like, oh, we're not going to play anymore. A lot of the coaches just went through and they all resigned pending his resignation. And then, uh, so he's not going to have a league to coach you know, it's, or be in charge. Cancel of. culture, you know. Yeah. Oh, he did something we don't like, so now we're gonna we're gonna cancel him. We're not gonna do this until he gets canceled, until yeah. he gets fired. Like, dude, if that's the case, then nobody should be doing shit that they're doing. Period. Nobody should be in a, be doing a damn thing that they're doing. You but know that's why? The way it is now. Everything's got to have consent, practically in writing, well before. You know, and you do anything. Dave Chappelle, I believe, made a skit about that. It was a signed consent form to have sex. Did you ever see that skit? I want to say Probably. it was, may have been Dave Chappelle. But, it, I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, somebody can find something on you that would get you canceled from your job and something that would get Craig canceled and something that would give Alan with a Y canceled and something that would get me canceled. Everybody's got something in their mind. I'm background. sorry. I, I can't agree with that. I'm pretty sure Alan is cancel-proof. I would think so. I think you can only be canceled if you've got, like, stuff to lose and, you know. Like, I, what are people going to take from me? You know, there's nothing. And, and, and you don't want to fight. For, I mean, what are you going to fight for? Because I'm just, I think I do things unapologetically. And I'm sorry because I still, I still side with, the, with comedy, you know. And I think that, you know, I'm stuff with you like on that. that. I'm just saying that I'm talking from everybody else's perspective, yeah. not just from you. There's some Karen out there who if she was to get a hold of your life story would find something and go, he needs to be canceled. He shouldn't be doing what he's doing professionally. And that's what I'm getting at. If that's the case, then everybody should just quit what they're doing and we just all cancel each other and grind the fucking world to a halt. And then buy Oscar Mayer wiener straws. There you go. Did so, you, you try to order one of those? Yeah. Every time I tried, it said they were sold out. Or they're, they're only selling, they're only giving away... A certain number of them a day. What is this now? Oh, we haven't talked about it on the show yet. Oscar Mayer is giving away a hot dog-shaped straw. So it looks like you're drinking through a hot dog. Yeah. It looks like yeah. you're sucking a wiener. No. What Craig said. <laughs> uh, you know what? I think I didn't even think of it that way until you said it. <laughs> well, now it's dirty. I just thought it was a hot dog straw. Now I need hundreds I was of like, them to hand them out. <laughs> I was like, are they giving away Lederhosen or something? <laughs> you know, nope. We're going to give you a phallus-shaped straw. No, I, I guarantee you I can make you one of those out of an actual hot dog. Nah. <laughs> just jam a straw through the length of it. That's We've true. I've actually done that when we had a dog that was on medicine. One of the ways that we were delivering it was by cutting a, a hot dog into like eight pieces, running a straw through the middle so it left a gap, shove the pill in, and then stick them in the freezer. When you throw the dog the frozen hot dog, he can't discern the pill yep. from the rest of the frozen hot dog. He eats the whole thing. It works perfectly. Yeah. So I've had the Oscar Mayer, but we were a Salem's house. <laughs> but we, we've, we've had hot dog straws in the house. <laughs> oh, goodness. Hot dog straws. What Weird. the fuck is the world coming to? Uh, you don't have an answer either. Uh, am I supposed to be responsible for an answer on that one? I, I don't know. You're saying <laughs> uh, like you should be responsible. Let's back up here a moment. We talked about our weekends a little bit. We got a text from Alan with a Y in the weekend of burning the stump. Part two and fixing the snowblower part two. Oh, yeah. What happened? So we'll start the stump. So the stump, 
when I burned it with just all like pretty much soft wood, you know, the the pine and all the couple things I had that were there. It didn't really do anything to that hard wood. It charred it a little bit. But then I pulled an axe out and I just kind of started smacking the stump with the axe and then poured some gasoline in there and uh, <laughs> a little bit more wood. And I'll tell you what, it seemed to actually burn pretty good. So it burned down pretty good and I'll whack it again, you know, just to keep doing it. But I think I'll be able to, to get rid of that thing pretty good. But now I drilled a uh, I figured that the tire's shot anyway, so I decided to do uh, <laughs> I decided to do spray foam part two. So I cut three so holes in it. Now it's just an art project, right? Now, yeah. <laughs> if you can look at it on the side of the house. So I cut two holes in it, and I sprayed the spray foam in there again, which, again, filled it up, and then it started coming out of the two holes, so it had places to go. And I'm thinking, all right, let it get hard and everything like that, but I still don't think it works that good because then I started, you know, moving it, and the tire still not that hard. If you, you fill know? the entire Viagra, if you fill the entire tire with foam, you won't have to worry about the stem anymore. Well, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> but the foam doesn't, it just didn't go all the way out. So I think I might have to add another hole in the, in the tire and just keep adding to it to see what happened. But there's probably some gaps in there. So it's not. Just go buy another fucking tire. <laughs> well, that's the problem. I'm going to have to buy the tire. But the truth is, like, the tire itself is not coming off. So the, the tire seized Rubber out of the axle. I'm telling. Oh, it's it won't come off of the snowblower. Yeah, so it won't come oh. off. Of the, that's why I'm doing it like this. I was just gonna go through, take it off, and go have somebody put it in a there. Rubber mallet. I put PB blaster on it and everything. It's not coming off. <laughs> Can you just set the snowblower on your wagon and push the wagon? Yeah, I'm gonna have to <laughs> put skis on it. That, yeah, you're right. That's what I'm gonna have to do. Little piece of cardboard, or I might just rubber band a towel around the wheel. I'm gonna leave a perfect half inch yeah. layer uh, everywhere you go. Yep. <laughs> or I might just make, love to turn into full ice. <laughs> I make one, I may make one sided dually, you know. I so we're out. We dropped my daughter off in Oneonta this weekend. On the way back, we spent a day doing some sightseeing stuff. I saw a dually. They had tubbed out wheels on it, tires. It, like it's a dually. It already is kind of tubbed out, but they were the tubbed out was tubbed out. I don't understand. So there's still two tires. Saying. Yeah. Okay. But what? they're even farther out. Yeah, that's crazy. What's so, a dually? A dually is a, a pickup truck that has four wheels on four the wheels in the back. You've seen them. I've seen them. Stuff. Yeah. The ones with the 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 fat lady hips. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Well, this had super fat lady hips because okay. they had tubbed out the tub out from the dually. What does that mean? That it's even, so the tires. So they almost made it a bigger axle. Instead right. of an axle being eight feet long, now they made it like eight, 10, 10 feet. 12. Yeah. What is the point of that? It's for farm work, for hauling stuff. So like it increases the, the carry capacity? Correct. Okay. Well, until you tub it out, then it eliminates that capacity. What is like all the mean? people that lift their trucks and tub their wheels out farther and put the all oversized, they lose their towing capacity. Oh, that's all decorative, yeah. Yeah. So you're spending seventy grand on a work truck that doesn't do any fucking work. Yeah. If you yeah. if you elevate it, that also means that if you take a tight turn, you're increasing the odds it's going to tip over. Correct. It's a terrible idea. Let's do it. That's, true. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do on my uh, on my snowblower. And I try to start it this week, you know, just to go through and pull start it and. I'm just like I, I got tired of just trying to pull start it because normally if it <laughs> you starts. <got> tired. <laughs> 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 and foamy and foamy. Do you need to get any foam on you this time, though? Right? I, a little bit, but not just <laughs> like on my hands, week? but not like last week. <laughs> last week was just horrendous. But I think the oil really did it. And then I found some on the closet door, so it was going to my closet. I was like, "What the hell is this?" So there was all this. What asshole put the, this here? Yeah. <laughs> and I re so I did the same thing. Now I'm thinking I got it figured out. So I went through. I got some extra virgin olive oil. I put that on the door handle, and then that just kind of 
eats it right up. I got to tell you, I was we were at breakfast yesterday morning in Auburn at this tiny little dive diner. It was excellent breakfast. It was great food. So I'm sitting there telling Wendy about how you were trying to fix the snowblower, and I was explaining it, and there were three old guys sitting at the bar. You know the old guys yeah. who sit at the, at the, uh-huh. at the, the bar? The, yeah. I get to the part where it explodes, and there's an Ellen-shaped outline in the wall. Cause, <laughs> and all three of those guys turned and looked at me <laughs> simultaneously. They I don't think they were talking to each other. They were looking at their coffees, <laughs> and they put them down and turned around to look at me like, what the fuck? <laughs> they like the story, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Blasted. It was, it was horrible. <laughs> oh, that's good. And I said, then he used gasoline to get it off. And they, again, they, there was a pause in their drinking of coffee. And then Wendy's laughing. And I said, and then he used olive oil. So he glistened in his pain. And the one guy can see his shoulders. He's laughing. <laughs> but it was funny when the first time when they turned, all turned around. <laughs> What in the hell did you, is he doing? Did you at least send him a link to the podcast? I should have. Jesus. <laughs> why or would, maybe why a, would you not, man? Or maybe a GoFundMe to myself <laughs> to help out. <laughs> that guy sounds like an idiot. Nobody, <laughs> nobody's going to donate to that. They won't take it seriously. No one will donate it to it, but we'll let him teach children. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's self-inflicted. Well, man. you can learn from my mistakes. Exactly. You know? <laughs> Don't do Anything that I do. Drugs are bad. I'm kind. Yeah, I'm kind. That's funny. <laughs> they were listening. Uh, oh, God. That was, it was funny. I mean, it was comical, though, but yeah. When he goes, did he burn the stump before or after he doused himself in gasoline? <laughs> <laughs> well, I go, since he's still here in his eyebrows, I would guess that the stump burning was before. That was before. It was stump burning before I was encapsulated in uh, petrol. <laughs> Oh, man. I love that the guys like that story. That makes me laugh. (laughs) Well, they were laughing, too. (laughs) I still think the invention of this is a good idea. I think there's got to be maybe a more dense foam to put in there. It already exists. It's called Fix-A-Flat. No, Fix-A-Flat is just a rubberized thing, so that's nothing like the foam. You, You fill it with that, and then you let the air out, and you fill it back up with a regular air compressor, and it seals the hole at least temporarily enough that you can go get the tire fixed properly. It, but there's you're spraying foam into the tire. Yeah, and then they got to scrape out the inside to re. Yeah, they hate it. I didn't say it was a good idea. I just said that's how it works. <laughs> I, I mean, because you'll be driving, and next thing you know, you'll shake your front end right off the fucking car. <laughs> you're like, yeah, I can do fifty. Woo! And then your, fucking, your front end is gone. You can do fifty for a little while, like for as long as the dog can keep up. Speaking of dogs, we talked in the past about how San Francisco had a dog shit problem because it was piling up on the sidewalks and stuff. Yep. Well, in Bellingham, Washington, they have a bigger poop problem. The city's trying to launch a novel approach to get dog owners to clean up their pooch's poop. They are dealing with 16,000 pounds of dog waste. And it's every day? Man, that's a ton. <laughs> it's equivalent to about four large cars. And it's contaminating the, the lakes and streams around the city. It's a serious problem trying to address it because the, the poop that's left behind is contaminating the source of water for half of the county. The dog poop that isn't picked up ends up in lakes and streams, including Lake Whatcom. The water supply for half the county, including the house of the guy they're interviewing for this article. 
No. Don't pollute yeah. the rivers and the lakes that we're used to. <laughs> so, Whatcom County is asking dog owners to take the We Scoop Pledge, offering prizes to the best poop scoopers. They said this is a contest. That's they're, how they're going to catch illegal dog owners now <laughs> that don't have their dogs registered. They're going to exactly. be a scoop poop star. That's how they get you. <laughs> <laughs> we just combined a story, and that's how they get you all in one. There you go. And we already did the website of the week. I guess we're done. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they have, a, they have a website for the poop scoop pledge at uh, city of Bellingham is cob.org. So There's another on song there. on that, I think. Poop, scoop, and boogie. <laughs> the the We Scoop Pledge. I pledge to scoop the poop at home at least weekly rain or shine. I pledge to scoop the poop on walks every time. I pledge to bag it and put it in the trash. I do not eat them, Sam. Vinny knows what I'm doing. <laughs> I got the stink eye. <laughs> he was doing the Texas thing. No, I wasn't. Oh. And they're also giving out stickers to put on your trash can that if you get your, your trash can out to the curb, people who are walking their dogs and picking up their dog shit can identify that your can is one that they're welcome to throw their dog shit into as they're walking past. Yeah, I had no idea that's a misdemeanor. I've done it for years. Yeah, you're not allowed to do that? No. Really? Really. Well, you're paying to rent that cart from the garbage company, and you only get a certain amount of capacity. So if other people are adding to it, you, it's less room for you. Correct. But it's dog poo. Doesn't matter. So, but I can put it in my own trash. Doesn't matter if it's a right. gum wrapper. But not in somebody else's. Correct. Oh, you gotta see, I, use, I use all my neighbor's garbage cans. Like, oh. not for dog poo, but just if I'm going through and doing stuff. Like, if I have a lot of trash, I just walk, like, down the neighborhood and just put my stuff in their garbage. And if you have neighbors who aren't assholes, that's not a big deal. Yeah, it's not a big deal. I wouldn't have any problem with it. It's, it's like if uh, you rent a... Um, dumpster. Dumpster. The first thing that's going to do when you turn your eyes away is somebody's going to throw a fucking mattress in there. You see us? You see how we're dancing here, <laughs> you and I? <laughs> You're not my type. But, uh, all right, so winners of the photo contest. So basically, I, I guess we're supposed to send them pictures of dog shit. Winners of the photo contest, and it's a drawing, will receive a scooping prize pack. The prize pack includes a hands-free pack-out pouch, a glowing collar pendant, a heavy-duty yard scooper, 20 rolls of biodegradable poop bags, and the winning photo will be featured in future ads and promos. So you can check that out if you want, cob.org. Love it. You can uh, take a picture of some of Cooper's pooper. <laughs> Send it in and see what they... You zoom in, though. He's got tiny little poop. Yeah. yeah. Deer poop doesn't count. Oh, that's kind of cool. Which that? The baseball team has There you the go. Tell us all about it. I'm just kind of slipping through as I What a location, too. <laughs> Celebrities have been taking big swings with their Airbnb listings lately. But one out-of-the-box stay on the platform is a home run. And since 2020, the Pensacola Blue Wahoos have listed <laughs> their entire AA baseball stadium on the home rental site. So, uh... And unlike the one-time offers uh, from Hollywood A-listers, anyone can book this unique beach town stay. So the Blue Wahoo Stadium cost $5,143 per night and includes two queen beds and four bunk beds. And for the price of admission, the listing boasts guests will have an unfettered access to the ballpark. You want, your, you want to hang out with your friends and hit in the batting cage? Go ahead. You want to play catch in the field at 11.30 p.m.? 
be our guest. You want to shit on the pitcher's mount? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> if you do, take a picture of it and send it to Canada. Bellingham. No. <laughs> or Bellingham. <laughs> but they're allowed in the clubhouse and everything. There's ping pong tables, TVs, couches, padded chairs, padded rooms. They got everything you need in there. So for an additional fee, guests can purchase food and beverage package that, that they need. And the kitchens only includes the fridge and microwave and coffee maker. But it still hasn't stopped the Blue Woohoos from scoring a perfect five-star rating as hosts from the 36 reviews. So, wow, 36 people have been on there. That's pretty amazing. Right in Pensacola, Florida. And if you get an opportunity to look at it, it is a great-looking facility. It's right on the water. 36 takers at $5,000 a night. Well, 36 reviews. So That's couldn't more have been profitable than the baseball team. <laughs> agreed. But, I mean, I was going to think maybe out of those 36 reviews, there could have been, like, one night rented and had, like, 15 people show up. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't know if that means that necessarily all 36 people rented. But it looks pretty cool. I think that would be something, like, extraordinary and, out of, and, and fun. I'll like, I feel like if you wanted to go through and actually film something, like, they're just thinking it's regular people. But imagine a film studio going in there and playing, like, a, a night game and only getting a place to film. It cost them $5,000. Yeah. Like, they're, that's the way to do it. That's how they get them. <laughs> yeah. You know, because if they go run out a stadium, they always, because people charge exorbitant amounts of money when they know a film studio is coming oh, to do something. Oh, instead of doing Lethal Weapon 8. We could go there and do the natural two. Yeah. <laughs> that would be because, nice. Because there's a two in the title, I do get to shit on the pitcher's mouth. Yes. <laughs> the natural deuce. Come on. <laughs> the sequel's always worse than the original. Yeah. Come on. It does look pretty amazing. I mean, it really is a beautiful area, the way it's set up. It's absolutely stunning. And the, the blue wahoos. I'm assuming the wah wahoo is a fish. I don't know. The cousin to a yahoo, I suppose. It's got to be. Blue wahoo. It is a fish. Yeah. Sounds like a fish. Looks like a tuna, actually. Tuna, maybe a threena. Wahoo. Are they native to Florida? Gotta be. But you can't tuna fish. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Unless you're a bass player. Because a coup sticks. <laughs> <laughs> it's punchline night at shenanigans. <laughs> Every night is punchline night. Ooh, that's actually that's a good looking fish, the wahoo. I tell you, it looks like a tuna. It doesn't look like a tuna. It sure does. It looks just, like a... Just imagine a can. Dude, it looks like a barracuda more than a tuna. Maybe. Texas well, saltwater at, fishing. At least, at least it makes sense that they're there. Now, a shark in Idaho makes no sense, but they found one recently. A shark in Idaho? A shark in Idaho. Do they, they have a shark attack on the beaches of Idaho? They went out to the banks of the state's Salmon River and found not the expected local wildlife, but what looked like the intact corpse of a shark. Well, probably died because it's fresh water. Don't they need salt water? I mean, I know there are some freshwater sharks, but not in Idaho. No. Uh, so Idaho Department of Fish and Game was flooded with calls from people concerned about the discovery. The agency investigated and found that the creature was indeed the body of a salmon shark, normally found in the northern Pacific Ocean. Swimming upstream. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, they do tend <laughs> to enjoy feeding on salmon, and there's definitely salmon in Idaho's Salmon River. So they're not sure if it's... Like legitimately found its way up the river, and they're they're saying it's extremely unlikely. Sharks are a saltwater fish, so to be that far up the freshwater river, it would be like running through an acid rain for us, you know. Yeah, so they think somebody could have caught it and then brought it up. And That's then, what they're thinking. There is one is a, freshwater is shark for sure. A, yeah, but this isn't it. The elusive canal shark. <laughs> um, Sharknado. Native to Lockport. Yeah, yeah, there's Sharknado jokes in the article. I wasn't bothering. I haven't seen it. 
But uh, there, yeah, they think that it was it was planted there as a prank. It's the only way that makes sense. Oh, you know what? Ellen with a Y has remote controlled cars, right? You yeah. have remote controlled cars. Uh-huh. How fast are they? Yeah. Do you think you break the speed record with them? No. No. No, they were like I don't know. They were on like regularly sixty dollars, but. I bought I buy all the like reconditioned ones, you know. They go on there. I'm like they were thirty bucks or thirty five dollars for them, but they zip along pretty good a for like seven minutes. <laughs> then the batteries die. Yeah, a remote controlled car broke a Guinness World Record for speed on its first attempt and exploded on its third. Ooh. He used a Jetcat 220 engine to power his RC car. With the aim of breaking Guinness world record for fastest speed achieved by a remote controlled jet powered car. He clocked a speed of 94.76 miles per hour on his first run. The speed was enough to beat the goal of 93.2 miles an hour set by Guinness World Records, but he wanted to try for a faster speed. Do they have a video of this? I don't know. His second run clocked a speed of 137 miles an hour, but it was disqualified because the nose of the vehicle fell off during the run. His third try reached a top speed of 141 miles an hour, but that attempt also proved ill-fated when strong winds took a hold of the car and swept <laughs> it across the runway, causing it to explode. Okay, I just Googled the JetCat 220. It's actually the P220RXI. Okay. It weighs 45 pounds. Oh, no, it, it, it gives 48.5 pounds of thrust. Holy shit. So that remote control car is basically just a spoiler. On the <laughs> <laughs> like they didn't even have to motorize it. You, the steering on this is decorative, right? <laughs> the steering on all those cars that they try to break the land speed record on the salt flats—they're all optional steering. You're not going anywhere. You're going in a straight line. Yeah, that's why you have to turn a salt flat. If you're, if you have to turn, you're dead. Yes. So, what do you think about getting a jet engine to put on one of your RC cars? I think that should be something we should uh, uh, invest in. Maybe uh, do a little GoFundMe. Can you imagine the sound that has to make? Can you imagine that rolling down the quiet streets where Alan with the Y lives? <laughs> you know what happened, speaking about quiet? Yeah, down to the no outlet at the end of his street. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I feel bad. So the last I've been letting Cooper kind of sleep in my bed for a little bit. So he doesn't stay with me. We've talked about this before, I think. Right. He hangs out with me for a little bit, and then he goes sleeps on the couch or something like that. I'm like, all right, that's kind of cool. And then, uh, so the other night he's sitting there and it's one thirty, two o'clock in the morning and he just starts barking and barking and barking. And I'm like, dude, just be quiet, man. Everything's okay. Everything's okay. And then I woke up and then my neighbor came across the street. He's like, man, somebody broke uh, the locks off of my, his landscaping thing and they stole just his snowblower. I'm not a snowblower, his leaf blower. But he's got like one of the backpack leaf blowers, you know? Oh, yeah. So he had one of those. So somebody, I think, Yeah, I want one that. of those too. Yeah. <laughs> so not bad enough to steal it from your neighbor, but but he went through, and I feel bad because now I got to pay attention because if Cooper barks at night, he actually he was he probably saw the guy there. I could have just looked out my window and said, "Hey, don't steal that," yeah. <laughs> you know. And that's all it would have taken. Get really. one for me. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so now I got to pay a little more attention if he is barking at night. But last night it was like my first day like with with my new job, so I did have him in his crate last night. Just to kind of sleep there. So uh, he hasn't been in his crate now in, I don't know, a week or 10 days. So then I, I went to bed and all the years. I'm like, oh, buddy. I couldn't take it anymore. So I shut the bedroom door. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the correct answer to your question. 
Yeah, when we first got Hulk, they told us he was crate trained, but we've never put him in a crate. We have a, a very large crate. It's big enough to hold both of our dogs because we had a 110-pound half-fucking Mastiff. Not Mastiff. Big dog. Big dog. No, not Great Dane. Great Pyrenees. Mediocre Dane? <laughs> he was half lab and half Great Pyrenees. Big dog. He just knows it as his bed. We don't close the door at all. Yeah, and he'll he'll go in there comfortably, knowing that that's just a it's a place that only dogs can go. We prefer to let them have the run of the house as long as they're not having accidents and chewing stuff up. That and with these two, we finally relented and let them up on our couches. We didn't let that with the let that happen with the prior dogs because one was white and one was black. Mm. So there wasn't any color couch we were going to buy that wasn't going to leave fur behind. Yeah. <laughs> But the couches are brown, and they're both dark dogs, so it works out. So the fur doesn't get on the dark I don't, on the brown couch? It does, but you don't. It, do, it doesn't <laughs> look as bad. It's amazing because our dog doesn't have fur. She has hair, and it's really short hair, but it's fucking everywhere, man. That white hair from that dog, it's crazy. Like, really? As much hair as I find in the house, she's got to be bald. That's a wrap. Tired. Don't it's those wanna, hazy little wanna, things. Do you want to wrap it up so we can finally say goodbye one night? I mean, everything's just about done, right? Yeah, we can. We can do that. You want to stay a minute? Just say goodbye for it. We got, that's it. We'll call We just got to do Canada Watch and then. Yeah, uh, we got Canada there's Watch. There's no still. Germany Watch. There's no uh, job board. So, Rich, what's happening in Canada this week? Q. The music. Thank you. Trying to make it quick and he takes it <laughs> <Yeah>. extra long. <laughs> <laughs> Your listening pleasure is Canada Watch. Smell like pine trees in moose piss. <laughs> Canada Watch. Your furry hat matches your furry underpants. <laughs> it's a design flaw or you need a trim? Canada Watch. <laughs> Do you smell like beaver dams and old toes? Canada Watch. <laughs> your uncle looks suspiciously like an elk. Canada Watch. <laughs> sure does get lonely up there in the Yukon. Canada Watch. <laughs> we have the polar bears and the milk in the bag, y'all. Canada Watch. Hey, Gord. <laughs> <laughs> we still like you, though. Canada Watch. Oh, this one's a real, real tearjerker, too. In Canada this week, Kimberly Clark is discontinuing its consumer facial tissue business in Canada, citing unique complexities. In a written statement issued Thursday, the company confirmed that Kleenex consumer facial tissues will no longer be sold in Canada as of August of this year. Other products such as Kleenex professional facial products, which are specifically targeted for the business market, hand towels along with Cottonelle, Viva, Ubicotex, Poise, and Pull-Ups will remain in the Canadian market. The decision was incredibly difficult for us to make, and we appreciate consumers allowing us into their homes over the decades and to our retail partners for their support. Teenage boys everywhere are protesting the decision. Yeah. Sock manufacturers saying, hallelujah. They said, A, we've been operating on a 
highly constrained supply environment, and despite our best efforts, we have been faced with some unique complexities in the Kleenex business. The company said its decision to pull out of the consumer facial tissue business in Canada would allow us to shift our resources to better focus on other brands in Canada and meet the needs of our consumers with continued innovation and value. Other products being pulled from Canadian markets recently include Nestle's Delicio, Delicio, Del. Delicio, frozen pizza, bugles, fucking bugles. How uh, can you do the finger thing then without the bugles? <laughs> the beloved cone-shaped corn snack. Oh, that's bugles. That's and bugles. oh, the wide array of Little Debbie sweet treats. Those bastards. They're pulling those out of Canada. No more oatmeal pies for Canadians. What the fuck did they do? Again. And so all these brands are pulling out because of that? No. Into the microphone. Just because you're done. Well, he's an asshole. (laughs) But he's so handsome. He's getting divorced. He's a fucking asshole. Okay. Vinny Vinny has his differences with Justin Trudeau. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Wee wee. (laughs) Well, now you'll have to wipe that up with something else because Kleenex is pulling out again. There'll be no more pulling out. There's no Kleenex. (laughs) Now I'm going to have to keep a bag of Hanes next to the computer. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what's happening in Canada this week. All right. And we already did website of the week, which was untapped. U-N-T-A-P-P-D dot com. Two P's because it's beer. Two peas because it's beer. Yeah, once you break the seal, you're fucked. That's right. Anyway, this week for shenanigans has been Ellen with a Y. Have a great week, everybody. Vinny. Peace out. Rich. Good night. And I'm Craig. Thanks for listening. Join us again next week.